When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi. Nothing personal. Word of the day. It is Monday, January 10th, second week of January 2022. And this was a weekend. When you work in the sports world, one of the things that you love about it is that you go to bed every night and you're either a winner or you're a loser. Thousands of games I was a part of. Over a thousand times I went to bed a loser. Over a thousand times I went to bed a winner. Ties are something that when you are competitive, as a kid I never would play for the tie. I'm always playing for the win. I always would rather lose than tie. That's when I was a kid. When I was running a team, I'd always rather win than lose. Baseball doesn't have ties unless you're the all-star game in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But I'd never been faced with a scenario where the ultimate goal could be accomplished through a tie. And that's what happened last night in the craziest game, craziest day of football, craziest week 18 I've ever seen. Remember, this was the extra week in the NFL. This was the 17th regular season. Tons of playoff spots on the line. All these crazy machinations that we talked about last week, no chance they're going to happen. But if the Colts, who were like 16-point favorites to the Jacksonville we-can't-win Jaguars, and the Steelers, nah, it doesn't matter what the Steelers do, then if the Raiders and Chargers tie, both make the playoffs. So the Steelers beat the Ravens in overtime. The Colts get upset by the Jaguars. All this happens prior to the night game last night. You think Roger Goodell doesn't want all games starting at the same time next year? After what happened last night, he's going to say, are you kidding me? This is what we dreamt of. Sort of. So the Raiders and Chargers enter the game last night starting at 8-20, knowing that if you win, you're in. If you lose, you're out. If you tie, you're both in. Twitter, conspiracy theories going crazy. Are the coaches talking? Are the players talking? The NFL most assuredly spoke to both teams. Not Roger Goodell, for those of you thinking Roger would make that call. Plausible deniability, folks. He doesn't make that call. Calls up the teams and says, listen, you better play. You better play. And play they did. Back and forth, Raiders take a lead, Chargers come back, Raiders take a bigger lead. 
Chargers need to convert a bunch of fourth downs. Cut to the last two minutes of the game. Two minutes and eight seconds left. The Raiders are up by seven points, 29 to 22. The Chargers need to go 75 yards in two minutes and eight seconds with three timeouts. First down incomplete, second down incomplete, third down incomplete. Every mutton gadana stick during that drive, it was fourth down, and they converted every single one of them, one by penalty, doesn't matter. Every time the game is going to end and the Raiders are going to win the game and go to the playoffs and send the Chargers home and bring the Steelers and Ben, please let my legacy change and have no one remember all of my off-field antics and crimes. Roethlisberger are watching at the edge of their seat because any victory by any team in that game and the Steelers are in the playoffs. People are betting online in New York for the first time ever. People are betting with bookies in Vegas, doing crazy parlays for $5. If the impossible happens and Jacksonville beats Indianapolis and the Steelers are out of the playoffs and the Raiders and Chargers tie, impossible. Sportsbooks will take your money every day of the week. Bet $10, win ten grand on that ridiculous possibility. Because a team who's an underdog by 16 points to win the game, it happens every once in a crescent purple moon. But it happened. Meaning the Colts lost to the Jaguars. So, two minutes and eight seconds left. The Chargers go down the field in the most unbelievable drive I have ever seen. And I, Mr. I don't like hyperbole, tells you that it was like a 17-play drive in two minutes and eight seconds. Almost impossible that that happens. I don't remember seeing a 17-play two-minute drive. And on the last play of the game, with two seconds, five seconds on the clock, not two seconds, they moved it from two to five, Justin Kubert, I call him that because I used to love that video game, throws a touchdown, The extra point, this can't happen. Is this happening? Extra point, good. The game is a tie. I am the president of both teams. I am making sure that this game ends in a tie. I am doing nothing that could lead to losing this game. I am a 10-minute extra session away. Overtime's 10 minutes. The winner of the toss gets the ball. If you score a touchdown, you win. If you score a field goal, you give the other team a chance to drive. And if they score a touchdown, they win. If they don't score, you win. If they score a field goal, it's tied again. And then the game continues. And then the next score, no matter what it is, wins. Those are the rules in overtime. Make no mistake. The object of the game is to make the playoffs. Hard stop. That's it. Nothing more. The Raiders win the toss. They drive. And guess what? The Raiders score a field goal. They're up 32-29. to Now, wouldn't you know it, the Chargers get the ball. If they score a touchdown, they win the game by three. They drive. Somehow, they get into field goal range. They kick a field goal. You're tied at 32. So now, the Raiders have the ball. Two minutes to go. I am on the sideline as president of the team. And I'm saying, Neil, right now, 
don't risk a fumble, don't risk an interception. They, they may not be likely, but you cannot risk it. We are in the playoffs. Yes, the Chargers are a divisional rival. Yes, if we tie the game, the Raiders would have to go to Kansas City and play Mahomes in the first round. Is Mahomes beatable? Yeah. If they win, they get to go to Cincinnati. Hip, hip, hooray. Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, they're just as good as the Chiefs. Relax, everyone. Don't at me. The Raiders have the same chance of beating the Chiefs as they do the Bengals. But guess what? If you don't make the playoffs, you don't have a chance to beat any of them. The odds of turning the ball over on a subsequent drive tied at 32 versus the odds of beating Cincinnati being greater than the odds of beating Kansas City, it's an easy decision. It's insanity. You do not make a play, do a play. A rush, a pass, nada. But the Raiders run the ball. The Chargers need to stop. The Chargers call timeout with them two minutes left, a minute left in overtime, and the Raiders decide they're going to run one more play. Horse hockey. Stop it, everybody who's saying that. The Raiders had made the decision prior to that, unbeknownst to me, incredulously, that they were running plays, going for the win. They said, hey, we got Daniel Carlson, the best kicker in football. Top three, cooker, cook. Ah, four, eight, 69. The Raiders have the best kicker in football, maybe not the best, top three for sure, Daniel Carlson. Chargers call a timeout, Raiders won one more play, and they get to the 20, 20 the 25, 26, 27-yard line. Clock's about to run out. All of a sudden, I see the Raiders lining up for a field goal. It can't be true. There is a chance that he misses the field goal. No big deal. Game over. Tie game. You're in the playoffs. There's a chance, a really good chance, he makes the field goal. Terrific. We like the team hotel in Cincinnati better than Kansas City. Although we know Cincinnati is not a great party town. But we get to go to Cincinnati. But what about the chance... In the weird world of sports, Jim McKay, that the field goal gets blocked and the Chargers run it back and win the game 38-32. to And the Raiders go home and the Chargers make the playoffs and the Steelers make the playoffs. Could it happen? The chances are 0.05%. The analytics guys are saying, Samson, you're totally wrong. The odds of making the field goal and winning the game, of course you go for that. No. You must make the playoffs. That is all you are paid to do. Period. The Raiders line up for a field goal. The entire world is watching because I couldn't watch the Golden Globes. We'll get to that later. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth are going through all the different things. It was on NBC last night. They only start talking about the crazy tie and all the stuff that's happening late in the game. That's been on the mind of the coaches, the front office, and the players since the minute the game started. Here's the snap. Good snap. Good hold. It's up, and it's good. Daniel Carlson kicks the game-winning field goal as time runs out in overtime, although the game's over with the next score, as we said. 35-32, Ben is back. The Chargers go home, 
and the Raiders go to Cincinnati. What in the name of God were they thinking? I don't have an answer for you. And I'm not going to take the criticism on Twitter. I'm not doing it. Oh, they knew who they'd rather play Cincinnati than Kansas City. Oh, Derek Carr gets interviewed after the game from six feet of distance so he doesn't get Omicron and says, oh, oh, no, I was texting with Aaron Rodgers, and he gave me support. Thank you, Aaron. And we said we want to win this game. That's great, Aaron. That's your advice? Good advice. Isn't the advice to try to win as many rings as possible? Oh, yeah, getting into the playoffs. It's good. Missing the playoffs? Bad. The NFL has to do something about this, and they will. You cannot have a regular season. The sports books were happy. Thank God, no tie. They have to pay off those crazy parlays. But you cannot have a situation where you've got a game where the right thing to do is not to play it. All over the league, we had a bunch of interesting things happen. Aaron Rodgers played way too long, and the Packers lost to the Lions with nothing on the line but ego. Maybe MVP trying to pass 4,000 yards. He played a half. That's too long. The coach said something that is so ridiculous that executives laughed out loud. LOL. We got to stay in rhythm. We got to stay ready. Yep, that extra half, that means Aaron Rodgers is ready to go. He's ready. Tom Brady secured the number two seed. Tom Brady passed for over 5,000 yards for the second time in his career. The guy is 75 years old, and he passed for 5,000 yards and still may lose the MVP to Aaron. I don't have COVID because I'm immunized. Rodgers. Meanwhile, the Las Vegas Raiders end their season going to the playoffs with an interim coach. Do you remember what happened with the Raiders early in this season? It seems like a long time ago. John Gruden gets fired by Mark Davis, is suing the NFL and the Raiders to get all his money. The Raiders had a player arrested, a player involved in a fatal car wreck, and it's the first time since 1961, and even predates me, that an interim coach brings his team to the playoffs. Happens in baseball quite a bit, but football... They don't have as many in-season coaching changes. It doesn't work. Unbelievable. And the weekend ends, because Monday's still the weekend, sort of, if you really want to change the way you look at life. I try this sometimes. You should try this. Some things you shouldn't try at home, and you get the proviso about how bad it is to do. This one I try. I view Monday as the last day of the weekend because it eliminates the Sunday scaries. So the weekend ends today. And we've got Georgia playing Alabama in the national championship. We go from a crazy NFL week to an unbelievable week of wildcard games, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. We have six wildcard games next week. Good thing I have no other plans next weekend. Oy. So Georgia's playing Alabama. Georgia's favored by two and a half over Alabama. Alabama has a coach named Nick Saban. And when you are coaching a national championship game, Nick Saban's one of the most accomplished coaches. I guess he's the most accomplished coach in the history of college football. I think he's going for like his eighth title in 13 years, which is staggering, might I add. He meets the press and he gives a quote that I'm not going to let pass. Let me read it to you, please. 
Name, image, and likeness is a positive thing for players. You all remember name, image, and likeness? That's when companies like Bob's Car Garage can sponsor a college player and say, hey, you can drive one of my cars, tell everyone how much my garage is great for fixing cars, and I'll give you 100 grand. Or if you want to go play with Deion Sanders, I'll give you a million dollars. Or if my name is Charlie Batch, I'm going to get you a million dollars. You get my drift. NIL is getting college players paid. So Nick Saban says NIL is a positive thing for players. They've got the opportunity to earn money. Terrific. Good quote. I don't think that's a bad thing. Still okay. What, here we go. What is concerning is how that's used to get players to decide where they're going to school. (gasps) I just did my Macaulay Culkin Home Alone. If you're not watching this on YouTube, you should be and subscribing. CBS came out with the numbers for 2021. We had an amazing year, nothing personal did. Not enough people on YouTube subscribing. How would you not want to see me do this? <gasps> it's concerning to me that players are using that to decide where they're going to school. And then he doesn't realize what a ridiculous sentence that is. And he ends his quote by saying, I don't think that was the intention. Warsaki. Nick, let me ask you a question. When you decide where you're going to coach and whether you're going to stay at Alabama, when players decide where they're going to play as free agents when they are professionals, do we think that money and the opportunity to earn money is ever used as a way for players to make decisions of where they're going to play? It can't be. It is impossible for Nick Saban to believe that high school players and their agents, whether legal or or illegal, advisors is what they're supposed to be called, and their parents, many college players do not have great socioeconomic advantages, and they get thrown a million dollars and say, hey, We'll give you a million dollars to go to Podunk University and dress in neon. Are you in? And then Nick Saban comes by. He lands the helicopter in the backyard of the housing development and says, hey, do you want to go to Alabama? We'll give you $10.50. But guess what? You will be coached by the finest assistant coaches, paid the most money because our endowment and boosters are so strong, and you will have a degree from Alabama, and you'll have the best chance possible to go to the big leagues. You'll be an NFL player and earn millions of dollars in non-guaranteed contracts. Yes, don't do the math on the number of college players who make it to the NFL. Please don't bother me with that. You've got the greatest chance ever. Take the $10.50 million from Podunk University. You look crappy in neon. Take a look at my computer program, and I am showing you what you look like in neon versus what you'll look like in Crimson Tide. Nick Saban's complaining about NIL for one reason only. Nick Saban used to have an advantage with his Blackhawk helicopter and with his helipad and with all the money that his coaching staff and he make, and with the fact that Alabama wins national championships. And now, the rest of the college world has caught up to him. Because now it's a level playing field. 
How many times do you read, just out of curiosity, how many times do you read about players committing to schools and saying, how did they make that choice? Family? Location? Because their parents an alum? Because they want to leave home? Because they don't want to leave home? Oh, what a great head coach. He wanted me. He came and recruited me. He came into my high school math class and told me how to do multiplication. I'm going to that school. Oh, my God. Can I have your autograph, Nick? Can I do a picture with you? Oh, I can't wait to go to Alabama. You want me to go to Alabama? Hey, high school coach, Nick wants me to go to Alabama. I'm going to go to Alabama. Alabama had an advantage, and they don't have it no more. Of course, it's anymore. Meanwhile, Nick Saban's players at Alabama, some of them are making plenty of money. Their quarterback is a guy named Bryce Young. He's making seven figures in NIL deals. We heard that from Nick Saban. We don't know if it's true. Coca before the show said to me, I don't know why you're going to get into this about Nick Saban. Going to Alabama is the best thing you could do because if you can get paid and go to Alabama, you could win the Heisman. You can compete for a national championship on a random Monday, January 10th of 2022, and then be rich beyond your wildest dreams when you get drafted first overall by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not in. I don't agree with you, Matt. I just don't. Nick Saban is upset because he is more competitive than anybody you'll ever meet. And he doesn't want any college to have any advantage that he doesn't have. Hard stop. And that's fine. But don't give me a quote where you tell me that the intention of NIL was not for players to choose what schools they're going to based on the amount of money they were going to take. Oh, I'm sorry. I know what the intention was. You're right, Nick. The intention was that kids would choose their schools the way they always had based on recruiting and based on the name on the front of the jersey and where the school is and what the rah-rah is for that school. Then when they get there, they would say, hey, mom and dad, hang out. I know that we can't afford food, but let me just go to school. I'll go to my first class. I'll meet with the coach. Let me see what kind of deals I can get. Yeah. College football had no idea that players would do pre-cut deals before committing to a school. Oh my God, it's impossible. Who would ever think of such a thing? It's called free agency. We told you on Nothing Personal that every single high school, college player, sorry, 12, 18, 69. We told you here on Nothing Personal that every single high school player was now a free agent. Every one of them. And now colleges, part of recruiting is not doing anything other than saying, here's what we'll pay you. That's it. That is how kids are choosing colleges. That was the, not just the result of NIL, that was the intent of NIL. Believe me, if all those people who went to court for all those years because they're all upset that college players didn't make money, if they had their choice, it wouldn't just be NIL. These players would be benefited. They'd be employees. They'd be unionized. They'd be salaried. Didn't go that far. So now you're stuck in a quagmire if you're college football and you're the NCAA, and we know how much the NCAA gives a flying rat's ass about anything that goes on in college because they have their pulse on it. They know exactly the issues that confront these players. Shocked as they were that players are now deciding where to go based on money. Shocked. Good luck tonight, Nick.
your advantage is coming to an end. Hope you guys watch the game tonight. You should. It's a college football title game. Plus, it's the only game you're ever going to see for the rest of this year in Indianapolis. Because the Colts are home. <laughs> Way to go, Trevor. So, the Jaguars win their last game. They have the number one pick for the second year in a row. And that's still not the funniest, best news to come out of Jacksonville this weekend. When you do your budget when you're running a sports team, there are revenue and expenses like any other business. And revenue comes from central revenue, which comes from the NFL, which is your broadcast revenue. And then revenue comes from your game day revenue, which consists of food, beverage, parking, merchandise, ticket sales, and of course, corporate sales. Corporate sales are all the signs you see around a ballpark. Those companies pay and say, I want to be so badly associated with Shaka Khan, and I want to get a feel for what it's like to have people come to my place of business because we are the official hemorrhoid wipe provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. How much does it cost to be the official hemorrhoid wipe provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars come up with a menu just like we did 18 straight years to come up with a menu. If you want to sponsor a sign that is visible by half the stadium for one set of downs, that will be $5,000. If you want a permanent sign on the scoreboard that never gets digitally removed, even when we're showing highlights, that will cost you a million dollars. You want to name the stadium, $10 million. Hmm. My job is to find new revenue every single year. We thought of things, it wasn't just the Marlins, everybody thought of them. The way to increase your revenue in corporate sales is to come up with more things to sell. When you're out of signage, literally, that means you've sold every half inning behind the plate. Have you ever watched a baseball game and there are ads behind the plate? Well, companies buy half innings, companies buy full innings. The naming rights partner gets permanent signage behind the plate as part of a general global deal. So you need to come up with inventory. Ah, we're going to do Hispanic Heritage Night. We'll get a sponsor for that. It's a good one. We're going to do Jewish Heritage Night, Cuban Heritage Night, Venezuelan Heritage Night, Colombian Heritage Night, Mexican Heritage Night. People with a mustache, men or women, Heritage Night. Come on, Gillette. You don't want to sponsor that? You knock on the door and say, we've got this great idea that we developed just for you. You want to buy it? Oh, you don't? All right. We're going to go somewhere else. We sell everything we can to get the most revenue we can for the most money we can. There are companies that exist whose sole purpose is to value every bit of square footage, every single idea that you can come up with in a ballpark. And then they give you the price, you give it to your salespeople, you say, go sell it. Well, the Jaguars said, we've got a great idea. Why don't we sell every game? Week four, home game against the Washington Generals, brought to you by Arista Records. You pay us $600,000, and we will refer to this game as your game, Clive. Just give us that money. Oh my God, it's the greatest idea ever. 
Week 18, Jaguars, Colts. We're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. We've got Trevor Lawrence. Everyone's excited that we're not moving to London yet. It's a new day. Isn't that a James Bond song, Coca? It's a new day. Do you know that song? Come on. I have the worst voice, but do you know what I'm talking about? It's, I, um, oh, it's a very, it could be Nina Simone, actually. I think it's, could you check that? I think it's Nina Simone. Oh, New Dawn. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life. Is that Nina Simone? So Jacksonville's all excited. And they sold week 18 to roofing.com. Roofing.com is a company that in theory is a website. I didn't even go on the website. Don't care. All I know is they said to Jacksonville, we gave you $600,000. We are the sponsor for week 18 and you guys stink. And worse than that, it's a clown game. People are coming to this game dressed as clowns because your franchise is such a disgrace. We can't be associated with it. We're suing you. Give us our money back. Jacksonville said, no chance, toilet pants. And roofing.com said, I will see your pants and raise you a suit. They filed the lawsuit saying, that the Jacksonville Jaguars have utterly failed to provide the sponsorship benefits outlined in the agreement. The Jacksonville Jaguars breached the deal by exposing RoofClaim.com's brand to a toxic marketing environment that will cause irreparable harm. I used to like that when sponsors would sue me. We would never settle with them. We would never go to court. Pay me my money. You think that people aren't going to go to your company? because the Jaguars stink and people are dressed in clown heads? But they were gonna go when we're two and 14, but they come dressed in suits? And by the way, when we sign a contract with a sponsor, do you know what we don't put in the contract? Wait for it. We're gonna be good. Now we orally say that. We sit with the sponsor and say, it's the new dawn. This is the dawn of the age of Aquarius. The Jaguars are going to be at the top of the food chain. Join us. Because if you're late, we're going to be raising the price. Are you in or are you eaten? Oh, we're in. Here's 600 grand. Please associate me with your great product. Oh my God, your team's terrible. You traded all your players away. We had sponsors tell us after 2012 when we traded everyone away, give us our money back. No. You told us you'd be good. Yeah, I was wrong. You said you'd sell out. I know. I was wrong. Where's that in the contract? Show me the contract. Well, you said it. That's not part of the contract. May I introduce you to L1? First year law school, first class, contract law. When you've got a contract that is binding and signed by two parties, but there have been oral conversations, the contract says the oral conversations don't mean squat. It's amazing how many people forget that. Do you have any idea what the likelihood is of that company getting a $600,000 refund? What's called RoofKings.com? Roof Duel? Roofing? Roof Advantage? Get me a roof? Bring down the house? They don't have a chance. When we come back, we're going to talk about a movie that Coke and I both watched this weekend. 
with Winston Duke and Zazzy Beats. You may not have heard of it. And then we are definitely going to talk about the Golden Globes where I put on my tux in preparation for next week's wedding of my daughter. I sucked it in and I watched the Golden Globes. We'll give you the results when we come back. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. Hi, I'm David Sampson. Matthew Koch and I spend every day with you 45 minutes a day we thank you for rating reviewing following all the things that you do so when coca has his monday 2 p.m meeting every week he doesn't get yelled at by the powers that may be at cbs hit follow rate us and follow me on twitter dave p sampson too thank you there's a movie out called nine days it's not nine and a half weeks it's nine days It's not 13 days, it's nine days. It's not three days and there's no condors. It's not eight miles. It's not eight is enough. It's nine days. Nine days is a movie that looks at defending your life and says, I'll see your life, Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep, and I'll raise you a pre-life. Chances are you haven't seen this movie even if you love Ryan O'Neill and Sybil Shepard and Joe Grafasi and Robert Downey Jr. and Mary Stuart Masterson, chances are you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. After all that we've been through, Cher, Peter Cetera, anybody? Come on, Coca, nothing? When you die, you get reincarnated. 
They give you a shot so you don't remember your past life. Robert Downey didn't get the shot, got reborn. He was Ryan O'Neill, best friend named Christopher McDonald, who you've seen from Happy Gilmore. Robert Downey gets reborn and starts to remember the fact that he used to be Christopher McDonald, falls back in love with his wife, Sybil Shepard, who's now with Ryan O'Neill. Is that really what happens after you die, that you come back, but you get a shot so you don't remember anything? Nine Days says, we're going to make another movie about this, but it's going to be fascinating. I love Chances Are, by the way. It's going to be shot in a way that will make you realize that good movies can still be made. We're going to bring Winston Duke in to play a man who, along with Benedict Wong, are in charge of deciding which souls get an opportunity to keep going. And as you know, keeping going is one of my favorite things in the world. Let's keep going. We say that about nothing personal. We might as well keep going. So Winston Duke chooses people. He evaluates them. They have nine days to be evaluated. He then says, in, out, in, out, out, out. The movie doesn't really get into why Winston Duke got that job, how he got that job. We actually only know that Winston Duke used to be alive and now is a permanent patron, if not host, of this pre-life world. We know Benedict never got out, never was alive, and is his assistant. And we know that Zazie Beats is trying to save her soul. Winston Duke's performance is highlighted at the end of the movie when he recites a poem on a beach to Zazie that is one of the finest bits of acting and writing and performing I've ever seen. The movie reminded me a bit of The Tree of Life, that Terrence Malick movie that people found confusing. I had to watch three times and I still didn't quite understand it. I understood nine days. I was able to suspend disbelief and say I get what the job is of Winston Duke. But I was awed by the performances. I was hypnotized by the score, the music, the writing, the emotion of the actors who didn't need lines to emote. And Coke and I both agree that Nine Days is one of the best movies of the year. If you have a chance, watch it. Now, you could watch it from Thailand if you're in Thailand. How many of you are in Thailand? I, I get this report of where you're all from. So I'm speaking to the people in Thailand who listen to Nothing Personal. The beach is open again. Sorry, Coca, I told you I was going to work it into the show, and I am. The Beach, the Leonardo DiCaprio movie with Tilda Swinton, one of my favorite movies. Not in my top 100, but I think it should be. Maybe it is, actually. I love The Beach. I've seen that movie dozens of times. The Beach is a real beach. It's called Maya Beach in Thailand. And after the movie came out, it got 5,000 visitors a day to check out the most beautiful beach in the world. And then they closed it. Because, of course, human beings ruined it. And this is not me doing my Adam McCabe. This is me telling you that too much of a good thing all of a sudden makes it a bad thing. So the beach closed for four years. The coral regrew. And Thailand reopened the beach yesterday. But only 375 people can go there per day. I was watching sports yesterday when I got a text alert about Bob Saget. 
Bob Saget died in a Ritz-Carlton hotel. One of my worst nightmares. So I have competing nightmares when I go to hotels, and I've lived my life in hotels, literally, thousands of nights in hotels. The first thing I do, because above all, I'm scared. So the first thing I do, and you should all do when you check into a hotel, is lock the door. You put the double lock on because we detour coca. One of my former GMs, the first GM I ever had, Jim Beatty, called me up one day when I was with the Expos, and he said, uh, David, you're not going to believe this, but my computer got stolen. Well, what do you mean? Well, I need a new computer. I said, what do you mean? He said, I was in the hotel. I went to bed. I woke up. My computer was gone. My first question, Jim, do you have two kidneys? Get it? Just lock the door, would you please? So you lock the door. But then what happens if you die in your hotel room? The door's locked. I put the privacy sign out. Someone's going to have to beat down the door, somehow break through the double lock, and there I'll be, naked. Rest in peace, Bob Saget. He's known for Full House. He's known for America's Funniest Home Videos. We know him as having one of the greatest cameos of all time in one of the greatest movies of all time, yes, Half-Baked. To honor Bob Saget, I couldn't do it yesterday, but I'm doing it today. The movie I'll be watching today, right after I'm done recording this show, prior to recording the next show that I'm doing, I have a show later on today. Now I can't do it in between shows. I'm gonna do it after that show. Prior to my, oh no, I have a third show. I'm a guest on some show, Coca. Sorry, I know you tell me. I say yes to people. Yes, I do. I say yes. I think it's the right thing to do. I'm watching Half-Baked. And in honor of Bob, I'm going to swear, I'm going to be crude, and I'm going to be fully, not partially, not half, not a quarter, fully baked with cookies. Rest in peace, Bob. I'm sorry. The Golden Globes were last night. Did you watch? put on my tux, imitated Steve Martin and Father of the Bride, sucked it in, closed it, waited for the red carpet, and then realized they're not on TV. It's a private event. I wore my tux to be on Twitter waiting for the awards to be announced. Twitter. That's how they announced the winner of the Golden Globes because there's no diversity in the Hollywood foreign press. They just realized this. NBC dropped the show because there's no color in the Hollywood Farm Press. No people of color. Now the Hollywood Farm Press is full of people of color. They're trying to get a new TV deal. They're trying to be relevant. Meanwhile, there was no funny monologue, no drunk celebrities, a bunch of upsets. Jane Campion won Best Director for Power of the Dog. We reviewed that movie. It also won Best Picture. Andrew Garfield won Best Actor, as he should have. Will Smith won Best Actor. A couple of upsets in TV. Nicole Kidman won for being the Ricardos, for playing Lucy Ricardo. Yeah, let's wait for the Oscars. Wait to see is when we tell you something's going to happen. And then if it does, we tell you. If it doesn't, we revisit it. We are not one of those shows for everyone new to the show. We don't just say stuff and then forget about it and hope that you forget too. We're going to bring it up again. Yeah, we're going to bring up the fact that on March 5th, 2021, we had to wait to see that the Steelers would not make the playoffs. Hey, 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 we got it right. 
on March 23rd, before the season started, we said the Patriots will not win the AFC East. We also said they wouldn't win nine games. They did win nine games, but they didn't win the AFC East. That's a split. Wait to see. The Bills beat the Jets yesterday to win the AFC East. Sorry, Patriots. Then we had a wait to see in August. Remember this one, August 10th, 2021? We thought that Barstool was going to do a streaming deal with MLB. Rumors happened this weekend that there will be no deal between Barstool and MLB. I thought that Rob Manford would go for the most money. I thought that Noah Garden in charge of revenue would go for the most money. I thought that Barstool would want to pay the most money so they could become relevant in the non-offensive space. But Barstool and MLB will not be doing a deal. So that's a no. Then just last week, I had a wait to see about Jokovic. The Joker, the tennis player, not the basketball player. Do you know what he did this weekend? He ordered room service for four days while being detained trying to get into Australia. And I told you Australia is going to kick him out because he's not vaccinated. He got an exemption, but not from Australia, just from Tennis Australia. Then he had COVID on December 16th. Was Mackless mask? Bleh. 12, 6, 9. And he was maskless on December 17th after testing positive, supposedly on December 16th. Yada, yada, yada. He gets denied a visa, stays in a detention hotel over the weekend, goes to court, files a huge 35-page emergency order brief, let my client out. Moses, Pharaoh, let my client play. And guess what? The Australian court ruled today. Let him out. They gave him eight days worth of oil. And they said, go forward, young man, through the desert. Spend 40 days here if you'd like, 40 nights if you can. But you're GTG. Not exactly. Because do you know the Australian health minister can overrule the courts and say, yeah, we hear you. We saw there was a procedural mistake. We are still denying his visa and banning him for three years from Australia. I'm taking the no on the wait to see because I said he'd be sent home immediately. He has not been sent home. He's still there, but there may be an appeal. We may get to revisit this because it's possible at the end of the day, he will be sent home. He sent out a tweet how pleased and grateful he was that the judge overturned his visa cancellation. I'm such a good guy. I'm going for the Grand Slam record. I love you, Australia. I love you, fans. Meanwhile, the fans are saying, get out of here. Nothing personal pick of the day. We're five and one. We swept the weekend. Do you remember the Friday picks? Bucks plus five over the Nets. Not sure what that was about. The Bucks crushed the Nets. No Kyrie Irving playing at home. Ah, that's a win. Saturday, the Cowboys had to get that win. Not for positioning, because they lost so badly. Remember I said they're going to win by five over the Eagles, who truly have nothing to play for? They did. That's two and oh. Then I said the Buffalo Bills will win by 16 over the Jets. Wow. 27-10. They won by 17 over the Jets. That's a 3-0 weekend. God, how'd the Jets do? Jets and Giants. New York is pathetic. Ah, New Jersey. I love New Jersey. The Livingston Jets are awesome. I think that offensive coordinator is not going to be on the team next year. What do you think? 
fourth and two quarterback sneak. Come on, man. Joaquin Phoenix. Well, we got a game tonight. I got to give you the pick. Do you know that Alabama went underdogs to Georgia? They win every time. Well, guess what? Alabama's underdogs to Georgia. Two and a half points. Guess what? I'm taking my 5-1 and one record for 2022, and I'm flexing it like I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. Going against the trend. Nick Saban, go find some players and pay him some NIL money because you're not going to be the defending national champion. Georgia, two and a half over Alabama. Book it. We're taking Georgia. You know how it is with you, Nick. Come on. Say it with me. It's just business. This is nothing personal. 